everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 30th edition of season number six, we're going to take a trip down on the farm and visit with the students and faculty member who are working this summer at the Monmouth Educational Farm and Garden. A lot of colleges have small gardens where students and faculty can raise food. But few liberal arts colleges have a full-functioning educational farm and garden on the scale like the one Monmouth maintains. Next to campus on Broadway is the college's educational garden. That's where, in half an acre, students tend to more than a dozen vegetables and other herbs and products as well. Less than a mile from campus is the educational farm. That's more than 6.5 acres that includes berries, vegetables, bees, chickens, and educational spaces for area school children. This summer, a total of five mommas students are working on the educational farm and garden. They're raising food that they will also sell locally to businesses and at the farmer's markets. Biology professor Eric Engstrom oversees the educational farm and garden, and Eric says that there is plenty of work to be done, especially when it comes to the farm's very popular blueberries. Oh my God, I mean, I could have enough to do for 10 out here. We wouldn't be short on projects. Well, we've got, uh, we're gonna try and, um really get a few things into into really good shape. We're really going to try and make these blueberries work for us. We have so many rows of blueberry bushes that I'm sure in previous years we haven't managed to get all of the crop in. Some of it has just never been harvested. We've had U-picks, we sell at the farmer's market, we sell to Cornucopia in Galesburg. You know, even that's not enough. So this summer we're going to try and get the beds in really good shape, all of them nicely weeded, nicely mulched. We're also going to construct a solar-powered food dehydrator. And then we can uh, start collecting and drying some of these blueberries. So we don't have to wait for the, the sale opportunities all through the week in the season. We can be getting them, we can be drying them down, and then they're storable. So that's uh, exciting. We're working, we're hoping that this is the first summer where our chickens will uh, do what uh, chickens do and they'll raise their own uh, chicks for us. So we'll start increasing our flock from the breeds that we have here. Uh, that's never happened here before. We've always had to order our chicks through the mail or get them from a local source. So that's, uh, we're kind of excited about that. This uh, year we're gonna plant a cornfield and I think this is the summer we'll finally get the corn, the cow peas, and the squash all working together in the same field. Last year we made real good progress. We got corn and cow peas, and they, they played very well together, but the squash were in a separate field. We're gonna try and bring it all together this summer for the first time. We're kind of excited about that. All these things become chicken feed. The squash go to the cafeteria. They store beautifully. Good stuff. Uh, we're putting in new asparagus this year, filling in some of the holes. That asparagus was planted um, 
uh, probably six, seven, maybe even eight years ago prior. Watson would know the date. And uh, so some of it has has petered out. We're going to fill that in. We make a lot of money from asparagus, and it's so good in the springtime. Um, and we're going to use our roller crimper that we purchased last year for the first time uh, at the garden. We've got, uh, in fact, pretty much as soon as we can get it over there, we have the, the rye starting to flower, and we're going to roll the cover crop down and plant tomatoes directly into it. Another thing we've never done, but this lets us... Um, uh, gets us a little closer to no-till farming out here, which is where we want to ultimately be. So yeah, a lot of, you know, that those are our big, big plans for the summer. Eric says that the educational garden will have a different kind of summer as it looks to the future. It's going to be a little quiet in the garden this year. We're going to take um, good uh, care of the apples. We were working on starting to thin the apples out. We're going to plant one bed with, uh, we call it our salsa bed. It's a mixture of tomatillos, tomatoes, peppers, uh, and cilantro. Uh, so that's uh, pretty exciting because we've gotten pretty good at that. Beyond that, we're not sure yet. We're going to have some discussions about that. We had plans to continue our uh, sweet potato efforts, but we may put those on hold. A lot of the beds out there haven't been well rested in a long time, and we've got good cover crops growing on many of them. So we're not feeling too much pressure to plant you know, a whole ton out there this year. We're, we're really improving the soil if we let those plants get large, put down roots deep. If we let the nitrogen fixers fix a lot of nitrogen, they're also feeding the bees around here. They're going to put up beautiful flowers. So it may be a kind of quiet year at the garden, but that only means it's it's going to really uh, explode next summer. Over at the farm, Eric says it will hold its popular U-Pick events as well as other happenings this summer. U-Pick for the blueberries. We'll have U-Pick for the raspberries as well. Um, probably that's it. We, we've never done a U-Pick for asparagus. We can pretty much harvest that and get it out to the farmer's market. So I'm guessing the third week in June, we might have our first bit of blueberries going. Raspberries are a little more unpredictable. Uh, could be right about then. It's probably going to be a little later, early July. And then we, we should get another wave of them in uh, September or October. Some of the very some of the bushes will come around for a second path. And folks can also purchase some of the harvest at the weekly Mammoth Farmers Market. It's held every Friday evening during the summer, just off the square on North Main Street. Yeah, we well, we may not sell much of the honey this year. We, we have a lot of competitors there. We're not going to sell eggs that way either. We're, we've, we've just found people who are doing that by subscription. But we can sell a lot of um, uh, blueberries. We've, we had a lot of luck selling our herbs from the herb garden last summer. A lot of people uh, like that really well. Uh, hopefully later on in the summer, we will be selling the uh, peppers, tomatoes, uh, tomatillos that we grow a lot of. They do really well here. And we didn't get those to market last year year. We may sell some garlic. We sold garlic scops last summer. They went very well. But, uh, you know, principally we're the blueberry specialists out there. No one else in town is selling blueberries. We've got a lot and we have never left the market with any of the blueberries we brought out. We've always sold out. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're visiting with the students and faculty member who are spending this summer working on the Monmouth College Educational Farm and Garden. You can read more about and learn more about the college's educational farm and garden by going to the college's website, monmouthcollege.edu. You can search with farm and garden and it'll take you to the homepage, which includes some pictures as well as more information about what takes place on the educational farm and garden. 
As I mentioned, five Monmouth College students are spending their summer working on the educational farm and garden. As biology professor Eric Engstrom explains, it's a very educational summer for the students who are paid for their work and get to live on campus. This is a marvelous experiential learning opportunity, I think. Um, we, so, for instance, today, I mean, we started talking about um, agroecological farming. I don't know if any of you had heard that term before, but, you know, but we're thinking about the soil, perhaps, in ways that we haven't before. How do all of our practices Im- impact the soil? I mean, it, really everything. I mean, even even driving this truck around here is, is you know, has, having an effect upon the soil. How does what we plant, uh, how does how we till the ground? So, um, you know, this, this ties into, uh, you know, coursework that they may or may not have taken in ecology, but they're getting some applied ecology out here thinking about this. Um, they run the market, so there's a little uh, business opportunity that, you know, once I get them going the first week, and this week I may just tell uh, Jacob, who's done it before, okay, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> Show them how it works. And, uh, you know, the students go out and sell the produce, interact with the community, um, and get to talk about the stuff that, that they raise. We're hoping to have some tours out here, and I'm hoping that you know the students will take a large hand in that too, uh, guiding people around, explaining you know why we do the things we do. So um, I try to make it a very uh, intellectually stimulating work experience. You know, obviously it's hard work out here. We're going to be out here on some very hot days, hoeing for hours and hours, putting mulch down in the blueberries for hours and hours. You know, it's demanding physical work, but I want it to also be challenging. Um, creative work and uh, I I hope it is they'll tell me at the end if I succeed in that one afternoon in late May four of the student workers were gathered on the educational farm they all discussed why spending their summer working on the educational farm and garden was attractive to them my name is Luke Mulcrone I'm a history education uh, double major and I'm from Chicago um, it's something I want to do in my future um, not immediately but at someday um, you know having chickens or apple trees or just kind of small-scale gardening just on the side of the house um, so I'm doing the chickens this summer and while I do the chickens I will come out check make sure that they're all there do uh, make sure their water is all filled up um, and then probably food scraps if we're still going to continue doing that throughout the summer um, and then just overall kind of watching over the chickens. I'm Xavier York. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. I'm a freshman but now coming sophomore. My major is health science and human development. I wanted to keep myself busy for the summer and I think this is a better thing for me to do to keep physically active for the entire summer. I'm working on, on the herbs so I need to make sure that all the dead herbs are being cut off for oxygen to get to the healthier herbs and also removing some of the weeds that may have take some of the nutrients from the herbs. My name is Jacob Duncan. I'm from Alito, which is like 30 minutes from here. Um, I'm an English major and an art minor. Um, this, this next semester is going to be my last semester. Um, this is my third year working the farm. Um, I just keep coming back because it's so much fun. And and I um, it's nice having a place to live that's not at home over the summer. Um, there's lo- loads to learn, and uh, it's just nice being out in nature, um, taking care of plants and animals. Something I definitely want to continue doing, even though it's not. It's it's. It, I don't plan on it being like my my line of work or anything, but something I would love to do as a hobby. I don't think I ever realized how much how everything is a living thing outside before. Um, 
and the that that's kind of the main takeaway that I take. <laughs> My name is Lindsay Turner. Um, I'm going to be a senior this year from Elburn, Illinois, and my major is sociology and anthropology with a concentration in human services, and I have a minor in global public health. Was looking into staying at school over the summer and the different jobs that. Um, I would have options of doing and the farm and garden just kind of stuck out for me. I was a part of Rotaract Club for a little bit and uh, I've been to the garden and farm a couple times and helped out and it was always fun so I figured why not. What are you looking forward to? Um, I think I'm very excited for like the farmer's market aspect and how um, the farm and garden will interact with the community for the public health aspect. Yeah, so I had an internship at the Jameson Center this um, past semester, and I used that internship as a, I could use it as for my major and minor completing my courses, but when I was talking to um, Professor Wartz, she was saying that even if I wanted to do like an extra credit too, I would be able to count this as well. And as Eric Engstrom says, the educational farm and garden offers students more than just a transformational educational experience. It also gives them an opportunity to leave their mark on the college. I like to think that people start to think of this as, this is a little bit my farm, you know, I, I changed this place a little bit. I, I contributed to it becoming this really, every every year it's better out here. Every year we're getting a little healthier out here ecologically. The soil's getting better every year. We're learning more about how to plant things. Uh, it's night and day how, how we take care of these chickens uh, today from how we were doing it a year ago. We've learned a lot, we've made a lot of improvements. And um, the students who, do this several summers, get to kind of come back and see that and really see, wow, you know, this is, um, this is something you make. A farm is something you create, you know, and no farm is, is like any other. They're all unique. They're all unique to the special circumstances, the environment, what you can grow, what you have at your disposal. And uh, that's the fun of this type of farming. That's biology professor Eric Engstrom. He's the person who oversees the college's innovative educational farm and garden. You also heard from four of the five students who are spending this summer working at the Educational Farm and Garden. The fifth one is Gabriella Peterson. She's also a member of the student crew who's spending her summer on the Farm and Garden. If you're in the Monmouth area, be sure to check out the Educational Farm and Garden produce that will be sold at the weekly Farmer's Market in Monmouth. That's held every Friday evening in downtown Monmouth. North Main Street, just off the square. We'll post more information about the educational farm and garden, including when the UPIC events will be held on the college's social media platforms throughout the summer. And once again, for more information about the educational farm and garden, just go to the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu, and search farm and garden. That's going to be a 30 for this 30th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. Tell us what you think about this podcast by firing off an email to us. You can do that by sending it to news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.